0: Somehow We're no for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now comic book fans welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 203 where i'm going to be doing some recommending but only lightly reviewing of the best of the new comic books that just came out new comic book day wednesday april 10th and this particular podcast and then some i am your friendly neighborhood host chris lattori Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that all is well with you and the ones that you love because that's what's most important. Please do us a tiny favor and hit that subscribe button. Just do it to the Sunspots Comics podcast. Then check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. Just see the evolution that is Sunspots Comics. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube all at one easy to find name at Sunspots Comics. That's right. That's us. Easy to find. And I always love to start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thank you for finding us in the sea of the billions of podcasts that there is, that there are. Uh, Whether it's just your first time trying this out or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists, seriously, thank you for finding us and for choosing the Sunspots Comics podcast. Really, I appreciate it. And thank you to my friend Nick Papa George. He is the singer of our Sunspots Comics theme song you just got to check out his solo singing stuff on instagram he's at nicholas.dell and his band solution on instagram at solution underscore band if you love feeling good when you listen to music and you like island style stuff that's got some reggae and some rocks all rock all mixed together you're gonna love the sounds of my buddy nick papa george and his band solution so please check them out and thank you to my buddy nick also thank you to our sponsor cryptid zoo my buddy Julian actually hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts that are based on cryptozoology. All you do is you open your smartphone and this HP Reveal app and you point your smartphone at your cryptid zoo t-shirt and they will come to life. You got to see these awesome video presentation thingies that Julian's designed to go with his shirts. When you also go to cryptidzoo.com, don't forget use the promotional code sunspotscomics because you will get 25% off of any cryptid zoo shirt order that's right go over and check out cryptidzoo.com. so now i've got my one knee pad and my one glove so let's make a superhero landing right in to the sunspots comics podcast that's right issue number 203 (laughs) starting out with some stuff that's been floating around inside of my nerdy brain and there's a lot of things floating around in there trust me The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is my Hellboy movie review. Yes, 2019 rebooted The Boy From Hell. And just before we begin, of course, spoiler alert. I am a very spoiler sensitive kind of person, so I really don't spoil the entire movie. My reviews are just more about how I truly felt about the movie I do break down some parts of it though just in case and I want people to pay and support these movies so I'm not really gonna spoil them but just in case you've been spoiler-ish alerted so we start now first with uh, some just some general observations of the movie Hellboy that is the reboot and it's uh, it's 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 a doozy some quick observations my wife and I saw it on April 11th uh, which uh, at seven o'clock which is a day before its official release of April 12th. And uh, there were only four people in the theater. This time I actually counted them. There were four. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, theater number 18 of 20. And and that's not good because the screen was very small. So it was kind of pushed in the back. Like they were already ready to kind of let it go from the theaters. But there were also just... There was no Hellboy paraphernalia. Zip. There was just no mini posters. There were no... Nothing. Anywhere. Um, no Hellboy cups or pe- popcorn tins. Uh, This particular theater usually has this one particular local comic book shop that are always there. When a comic book movie premieres, like in the lobby, selling comic book movie stuff, the uh, lobby was completely empty. Yeah, so it was a bit sad. Zero uh, other cool, fun Hellboy stuff going on in this theater. Uh, Next, I jump right into graphics and special effects. I have to give Hellboy a solid B. It actually exceeded my expectations right here. The scenes, the sets, the landscapes, they were very believable. There was a lot of practical sets that were designed. Even the Baba Yaga house, the chicken house. That's <laughs> this giant, walking, dilapidated home that has these giant chicken legs sticking out the bottom of it. It's, it just looked properly CG'd. It looked professional, looked right, like they spent the dough to make it look good. All of the blood and the gore, which that was a lot of. This is a very hard rated R movie. There was definitely a mix of practical effects and CG effects. And in every area that they fooled with or tinkered with or brought both those kind of effect styles together, they just pulled them off pretty well, I gotta say. So I give the graphics and the special effects of Hellboy a B. And the sound. Now, I'm not sure if this was the theater, but the sound effects were strangely very loud. You know, the explosions, the punches the blood squirting but the dialogue and some of the rock songs that were actually played were oddly quiet so it just i don't know if it was just the theater or the audio mix but i kind of wanted to just see the movie again just to to hear it and see if it was something funky going on in the theater or it's just the way hellboy was mixed i'm not sure uh characters hellboy's practical bodysuit and his makeup were pretty good they were pretty good not excellent but they were good Sometimes the mouth design kind of muffled some of what David Harbor was actually kind of saying, so he couldn't. It just sounded like a muffled bit of speech. But but overall, there wasn't much of that, so it wasn't bad. And I loved, loved, loved the look of all the monsters, all of them, especially Baba Yaga, who was just frightening and contorted. But all the monsters definitely had the Guillermo del Toro stamp of approval. You could you could feel it. It was very Pan's Labyrinthy. Some of the some of the bad guys. So I really appreciated the monsters. They were just fun and gory and gruesome. And uh, visual nods to Hellboy comics and Easter eggs. There were actually a ton. They really spent a lot of time to just pay homage to the Hellboy comic books. There is this one scene involving Nemuse, whatever they call this uh, person. The head of the evil witch, anyway. And these monks that were killed in this church... It's almost a direct comic panel to movie comparison there. So, hats off for the comic book nod of Hellboy Comics there. And, uh, oh, and Hellboy's mother, Sarah Hughes, she was portrayed in the movie pretty much exactly as she was in the comics. Like, I really appreciated that. Not a lot of uh, venturing off and kind of doing their own thing with some of the story aspects. They were just direct reflection to the Hellboy Comics. And, uh, oh, and seeing the frog monsters was cool because they, they were some of the first creatures Hellboy ever fights early on in the comics. So it was very nice to see the frog monsters. And there was easily... I'm only covering a couple right there. There was easily 10 or maybe more of those uh, of easter eggy visual nods to Hellboy comics. So those made me seriously happy. So if you want to see it for just that alone so you can go, oh, deep cut, that's when this happened early on in Hellboy or that's when this was a uh, Hellboy in Mexico and all the other sort of definite Hellboy comic books that were just infused into this movie. You'll love it for just that alone. So visual nods, very fantastic, good stuff. And uh, music, soundtrack. I'm a huge fan of the rock band called Royal Bloods. So I was super happy to hear a song from them in the Hellboy movie. But the rest of them were kind of forgettable. I don't really remember them. Just that one stuck out, Royal Bloods. Check them out as a rock band. Uh, rock is uh, is just barely out there, hanging by a thread. Give rock a chance. Check out Royal Bloods. And I did really enjoy the creepy overall score. It definitely had this ominous horror movie kind of vibe to it. Absolutely creepy. At times, especially when some of the action kind of slowed down and Hellboy was just kind of slowly on the approach to fighting a monster. It was just this eerie and ominous feel. I loved it. Loved that score. So I definitely want to read a horror comics in the future while listening to the Hellboy 2019 movie soundtrack. So thumbs up there for the music and the soundtrack. Uh, Acting performances, well, there was acting in it, (laughs) that's all I should say, no, they were fine, I guess, Um, the director very much, like I said, he had this kind of gory, monster movie look to it, and whole feel that was going on, so honestly, a lot of the dialogue kind of fit that bill, if you know what I'm saying, so that's all I'll say about about the acting performances, Uh, and story. surprisingly Hellboy was just a lot harder R than I thought it was going to be and there are some very gory, gross monster moments in this film some of the story felt familiar, not in the best way I was hoping that since this was a reboot that they were just going to do something completely different Um, but we did get to see Hellboy fighting against his destiny to become the demon Anung um rama which I always thought sounded a bit like a like a delicious Filipino dish that my dad used to make. <laughs> Sounds very Tagalog. Anung on Rama. But anyway. Uh, so cameos. Uh, maybe my favorite cameo of the film. Because uh, there was two really cameos that I caught. I'm sure maybe there were more because of the comic nods. But the two main ones. I'll only discuss one. It was Lobster Johnson. Maybe my favorite cameo in the film who was played by thomas hayden church he's a character like hellboy that was created by comic book creator mike mignola so it was cool to see him he had the claw the the light up claw that would be burned into your forehead it was great to see lobster johnson and and thomas hayden church just played it up just a little over the top it was kind of fun and he's even in kind of an end credit scene so stay for that definitely uh, they took on the marvel nod there and did like three end credit sequences so that's what i'm going to talk about next end credit stuff now I don't usually explain or like to discuss in too much detail the the end credit scenes, but I, I but I did say spoiler alert. So five, four, three, two, one. There is there are two post three post credit scenes, but the one I'm going to discuss actually shows the Baba Yaga sitting at a table talking to someone, a man who is off screen, off screen, and they are kind of setting up a potential sequel storyline here. So I thought initially. That From the gravelly sounding voice of this man That maybe it was Rasputin They were kind of going back to the original two Hellboy films And he had a lot to do with the, the Hellboy being in the universe So... Why not? Maybe they would add a twist, change him up in a potential sequence sequel, just make Rasputin a little differently. But apparently, I looked it up online, and it's not Rasputin, it's Koshay the Deathless. And if you listen to the Sunspots Comics podcast, I absolutely love the Koschei the Deadless comic book run by Dark Horse Comics. It was a Sunspots Comics top pick of the week, I believe more than once. And uh, in the comic, Baba Yaga actually sends Koschei the Deathless to kill Hellboy. And I just wish they would have shown Koschei's face, but uh, nope, nada. Um, maybe Koschei the Deadless could be in a sequel, uh, question mark, but sadly I don't think it's going to happen. So anyway, overall, I give Hellboy 2019 a 3.75 out of 5 sunspots. I give it like a B minus, an 80.125%, like, like that. I will definitely see it a second time, but not in the theater. Maybe a rental, maybe a red box. Maybe an iTunes rental. Um, I would I would buy it, but it would have to be like a low priced buy. I wouldn't buy it the week it released uh, on Blu-ray 4K, etc. for twenty four dollars for a hard copy or nineteen ninety nine for the iTunes. I would kind of wait for this one to be a you know maybe a ten dollar movie feels right to own it for say ten in 4K. Maybe uh, most likely, I think it's worth that at least a buy, but a low priced buy. There you go. That's my full review of Hellboy 2019. I definitely recommend seeing it. B- minus is not a horrible review. If you like hard rated R monster mayhem and blood and gush and, and just fun and, you know, there's not a heavy duty dense story here. It's just monster mash and fun. Go for it. It's uh, it's over the top gory and they definitely went for a harder R edgier feel to it. So Hellboy, check it out. I would. And another thing that's lodged all the way up inside of my nerdy brain really good The Star Wars Episode 9, the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Yes, I tried not to watch it, but I just could not look away. Honestly, I probably ended up watching it like... For me, it's a lot, like four times. That's a lot. For a spoiler-sensitive person like myself, to see a teaser trailer from Star Wars four times, that truly says a lot. It was just so well-produced, so beautifully scored. It just got me super excited for more Star Wars, which I even went back to YouTube and just watched basically all of the star wars trailers over the years yes the original four five six and then one two three and seven and eight and nine again that was the fourth and final time just looking at all the star wars trailers over the years this honestly for episode nine might be the best of the star wars trailers that's that's just says a lot this it's really scored beautifully i mean it's 4k hd it's just gorgeous to look at it's polished It just has all the right sort of beats and flashes that you want. Lando Calrissian is there. You're like, yes! BB-8's there with like another robot next to him. Who is that? I'm sure billions of people will be buying them like crazy. They're polishing the old medals from episode four. Like the goldish medals. I do believe that's what it was. It was a flash. And they're standing at the Death Star. I know I'm kind of breaking down the trailer, trailer. You should go see it. But they're standing at what looks like remains of the Death Star as we hear emperor palpatine's laugh there's going to be an evil spirit so far we've only seen for the most part good spirits right in star wars we do see anakin right but he's redeemed so maybe we'll see a palpatine ghost that he's found a way through the dark side to train other evil jedi something like that who knows and yoda in you know the last one (laughs) the, the last jedi it he sort of has effect to the physical world so maybe palpatine will and uh that would be crazy anyway just just thoughts there but i thought it was just a very smart idea really smart thing to to do to have this kind of an amazing leveled trailer from the star wars studios since what happened with episode eight or as some like to call it the episode that will not be mentioned (laughs) but please go watch this trailer to star wars episode nine rise of skywalker um Go see it. The sound, the spectacle, the Skywalker. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I'm just going to start calling her Ray Skywalker. Okay, you've heard it first, right here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, when Ray jumps over Kylo's speeder, that's just trying to run her over, chills. I mean, she just parkours this crazy jump over a, a just a Kylo Ren's kind of newly augmented like you know Tie Fighter. It looks gorgeous, by the way. But man, just full body chill with that moment. But anyway, Ray Skywalker coming to theaters this Christmas, folks. I can't wait. And uh, go see the trailer. Watch it just once and don't do it like I do. I'm sure it's got a billion hits, so everyone's watching it over and over. But man, Star Wars Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker. It looks fantastic. Christmas, I can't wait. I cannot wait. And the last nerdy thing bouncing around in my nerdy brain is that I'm actually... Creating my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. I am so very proud of it. I can't wait to release it. Issue number one, the pencils and the inks are basically almost done. We're doing some repairs of some panels. And I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm doing the writing and I'm doing the lettering. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team on Instagram. Artist Jordan Hudson at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And colorist Caroline Nelasco at Carol N. Art. And thank you to the Zombie Destroyers team for just helping make my dream of creating a comic book an absolute wonderful reality. So thank you. And please, uh, to get a glimpse of what the Zombie Destroyers comic book looks like when I release it. But check it out. It's on sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers to see three fantastic colored sample pages of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. So go check it out. And next is a quick mention of our interview segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I share my conversations with comic book creators. Please check out this Spotlighting interview on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed that I'm very proud of. It's available right now, right there on our feed. It's a conversation with comic book creator, writer, and artist Daniel Warren Johnson. He created, wrote, and did the art for two of my favorite comics, Extremity and Murder Falcon from Image Comics. Both, by the way, have been top Sunspots Comics picks of the week more than once, and we talk about Daniel Warren Johnson's process of making comics, how he got into the comic book business, and just so much more. We actually just went a little nerd crazy for almost two hours, so it's a wonderful conversation. Please check it out. He is definitely one of my favorite comic book creators of all time, and I even played two of his like metal shredding guitar tracks on the intro and outro from his band called Bruticus, which yes, the name of the band in Murder Falcon, his comic book is called Bruticus. It ties the comic books so perfectly together so please give it a listen to our daniel warren johnson spotlighting interview on our podcast feed right now go check it out so now um oh and by the way before i forget on sunspots comics podcast <laughs> number 196 i also give two short interviews from this year's long beach comic expo one with marguerite bennett uh, the writer of animosity from aftershock and dj kirkbride the writer of aaron boys from image you got to listen to these. They are two fantastic comic book creators. So check them out and so many other great interviews with comic book creators on our Sunspots Comics feed. And by the way, if you yourself, you work in comics, you're trying to break into the comic book business like me. Let's have a fun chat about your comic book right here on a future podcast. I'll help you promote it. I do have to, of course, genuinely enjoy your comic book to help promote it. But just send me a message with a review copy of your comic book to chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me at sunspotscomics so we can set that up for you right now. Do it! So now, on to the Soul Stone, the super-powered main event of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book recommendations. I'm about to share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, April 10th. And just in case, here again is that super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But seriously, do not worry. I just really want to inspire you to go buy these comic books so I really don't spoil them. I never discuss the last few pages, or I don't even talk about the cliffhanger, and I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you have been spoiler, super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted and before i get into the top comic books let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week every week i pick what i believe that is the best of the comic book art of the week it's tough to pick there's a lot of great comic book art out there but you got to put your nerdy eyeballs on these immediately i promise you you will be so happy that you did So first off is my pick for Cover Artist Winner of the Week. And there were some great covers this week, so it was tough to pick. But this week's winner for Cover Artist Winner of the Week is Afu Chan for Outer Darkness, issue number six from Image Comics. Please give him a follow at Afu Chan. it's A-F-U-C-H-A-N. This cover has all the right colors, in my opinion. It's got this beautiful dark blue star-filled sky, and these just beautiful white snowy mountains and this fiery red crash-landed spaceship that's there i just love the perfect symmetry of the cover of outer darkness issue number six our ship captain named joshua he's taking the lead in this cover he's got three of his shipmates right behind him they've got blasters at the ready and they're just going forward onto this frosty planet on the hunt for a demon and this, I love this look of determination on all of their faces. It's just perfectly captured by Mr. Afu Chan. And I love the sandy edging into his art on this cover. It's just like looking kind of through a, a dusty lens, like through a dusty binocular or something. And oh, and plus, just off behind the mountains, don't miss it, there's just this kind of lightly silhouetted, almost partially trans, transparent uh, demon that they're hunting. It just looks like this crazed kaiju beast that's just kind of right behind this mountain setting. It's just stunning. It's a fantastic cover. Go look at it. It's Outer Darkness, issue number six. It's our cover artist winner of the week from Mr. Afu Chan. That's right, Outer Darkness, issue number six from Image Comics. Go check it out. It's a beautiful cover. Beautiful. And now on to the artist winner of the week. This week it goes to Mr. Afu-Chan, yes, for his interior art of Outer Darkness issue number six from Image Comics. I just really love when the cover art and the interior art are the same artist. This, believe it or not, happens seems like less and less every year, but I, I enjoy it when you get the same artist. Of course, when you love that artist, that's on the cover that is in the interiors as well. It's just got to be an artist you love, of course, because you're just getting more of it. So it's just a fantastic thing. And I like also when it, when the cover ties into the interior art, and it, it definitely does. It's right as they start their adventure to find this the hunt for this demon. It sort of takes off right from that cover, right into it. So And Afu has this amazing eye for action. You got to see it. There's this complex scene, probably my favorite scene in the interior art. It's just beautiful where joshua and the crew is fighting this alien demon thing and the scene just has many different kind of camera angles that are happening different zoom in shots and all these gory details of course like close-up shots of this head exploding it's just got so much going on all at once it's bananas and it's the small subtle moments as well that i really love there is this other amazing sequence where like this female crew member is just staring at a canister. I know it's just a simple scene, as I explain it here. Where she's staring at a canister, and it's supposedly filled with a demon, like a Ghostbuster canister, but it's actually not. It's kind of a little practical joke mo- joke moment. But Afu did an amazing job of showing this bit of like fear and also a curious look on her face at the same time. It's just astounding. You got to look at it. The interior. Art for Outer Darkness. It's uh, by Afu-Chan. It's easily our it, our Artist Winner of the Week. It's gorgeous stuff. Thank you, Mr. Afu-Chan. You absolutely win. Artist Winner of the Week for Outer Darkness. Issue number six from Image Comics. Check it out, people. Trust me. And the breakdown. I actually read a pull list of 18 comic books uh, this week. And only three of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's got to be great to make it to the Sunspots Comics top pick list and new number ones I actually had six new number ones this week and only one of them made it to the top pick list that's right it's got to be great but definitely check out that number one i will mention here very quickly in just a second uh, so you can just be in on all the fun from the very beginning and not miss a thing there is something special about that right so here we go here are my comic book recommendations this is my list of what i consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out Last Wednesday, new comic book day, April 10th. Yes, mark it down. And I strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. Please, please, please do your part and support your local comic book shops. They need the help. So what uh, local comic book shop do you go to? That's fantastic. Well, for me, I go to Comic Madness in Ontario, California. I wanted to give a little shout out to owner Lee and manager Jeremy. By the way, Jeremy is actually working on a variant cover to Zombie Destroyers issue number one, the comic book that I created. He's creating it as we speak, and I can't wait to see it and show it to you guys. He's got a great concept in mind. But please give Jeremy a follow, he's a great artist. He is at skeletonking82 on Instagram. And please, go out there, support your local comic book shops today. They really do need all the help they can get. So now, there are three great comic book books that I'm about to uh, recommend to you. You're gonna love them here we go coming in at number three is outer darkness issue number six this is from image comics this is from writer john layman and this is artist afu chan and afu chan is our artist winner and cover artist winner of the week this thing looks so good you got to look at it outer darkness issue number six and what a solid solid issue of outer darkness it just seems like it's getting a little bit better every time an issue comes out of outer darkness so i'm really enjoying it i've been loving this series it's like if you take star trek mixed in some demons kind of put it in a setting that it might be hell or maybe purgatory and (laughs) it's just phenomenal I love the Enviro suits that they wear in this opening sequence to stay alive, which, uh, to stay alive on this planet, which looks like Hoth from Star Wars as I'm looking right at it here. <laughs> and, uh, but I love the suits. They're just all different colors. They kind of have this Voltron Power Rangers kind of look to the, I, I, I totally love it. And so our space captain Joshua and his crew, they crash landed on this icy planet and a demon is killing a crew. And I love the little concept that uh, demons or gods actually run the energy. They they create power for these uh, Star Trekian spaceships. So it's just a cool concept. So anyway, the crew goes on the hunt for this demon and what a bloody hunt it is. Punches are just not pulled here, folks. They're just fully punching. And <laughs> Outer Darkness, it just gets a bit space-gory right here. And I love it. I, I also love the continuing plot line that it just seems like everyone has motive to kill Captain Joshua. Everyone. The entire crew. And so we uh, it just seems like they're leading up to Captain Joshua coming to an untimely demise. But I just love that feeling like everyone is slowly surrounding the captain. And this demon fight sequence, I love it. It's just got demons. It's got magic. It's got space weapons. It's just so much fun. I mean, just for that sequence alone, you should definitely pick up Outer Darkness, issue number six. Uh, it's a... A rated R, funnier, edgier, bloodier, demonier, spacier, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Star Trekier. <laughs> if you love the sound of all those ears, go and get Outer Darkness issue number six. You're going to love it. It's just so much sci fi goodness. And coming in at number two is Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Grand Moth Tarkin, issue number one. And this is from. Marvel Comics, and you've got the writer of Greg Puck, who I love Greg Puck's writing, is a veteran in the business, been doing it for a while, and Mark Laming, or Laming on art. Gotta uh, give hats off to the colorists here, Jordan Boyd and Nijar Menon. Beautiful coloring, by the way. It just really looks polished and professional, and I'd say colored than, better than a lot of the Star Wars comics in the Marvel Universe, the current stuff. It's just well done. Fantastic team here. But um, Star Wars: Age of Rebellion, Grand Top Moff Tarkin issue number one—it really pleasantly surprised me. I, I definitely think the episode nine trailer may have just given it a nudge <laughs> and helped a bit. But this one-shot issue of the sort of origin of uh, Will Huff, better known as Moff Tarkin. Yeah, that's—I don't know how they got from Moff to Will Huff. Will Huff. is what they call him, and it's sadly not explained. But anyway. <laughs> But this wonderful opening sequence, which might be my favorite, it just shows the Tarkin family on this planet called Iradu, Iriadu. And it says it's in the Outer Rim. And it's just a typical family hunt day for the Harkins. And uh, Uncle Jova and the Tarkin family just leave young Moff to fend for himself against these two giant blue saber-toothed tiger-looking creatures. and uh, Because that's just the Tarkin way, as he says it there. And wow, what a messed up family way. You know, uh, hope you live from that uh, moth. Good luck fighting two blue saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> but how he gets out of this predicament is pretty awesome. I don't want to spoil it for you. I just want you to enjoy it. So go look at it. And I very much love the some of the nods in here. You've got a nod to episode four. You've got an actual sequence that just sort of replays uh, a moment in episode four. And the nod to Rogue One. Definitely a strong nod here to Rogue One. And just overall the showing of how Grand Moff Tarkin is just a badass and kind of a, a bit of a crazy mofo, I'll say that, yes. But <laughs> I love this scene where a deck officer, deck officer, uh, <laughs> actually has the nerve to question Grand Moff's decision to obliterate Alderaan. And it's just awkward and fantastic and he asks him, you know, how would he feel destroying his own home world? Because I used to live on Alderaan. And Moff actually has this vision, this little timeout moment, this little like Peter Griffin from Family Guy moment, where he has this vision of his entire family just going up in flames. And he's there with him. He's also going up in flames in this vision, but he's looking over and watching the Tarkin family go up in flames with just this happy look on his face. Yes, it's disturbing (laughs) to say the least, but uh, (laughs) Moff is uh, dastardly. He's devious. It's this great one shot issue that's a good little backstory of grand moff tarkin absolutely get this it's only a one shot so you can read it without any attachment to anything get star wars age of rebellion grand moff tarkin issue number one it's phenomenal and it's just if you go watch the episode 9 trailer then read grand moff tarkin issue number one there you go you'll just and listen to a star wars soundtrack as you're reading grand moff tarkin issue number one trust me it'll all just come together and this just delicious slice of cake that is star wars anyway <laughs> but here we go now on to the number one top comic book pick of the week the jedi master the king the supreme leader the number one top comic book pick of the week is murder falcon issue number seven only three issues to go i can't believe it this is of course written uh drawn And created by Daniel Warren Johnson And uh, fantastic coloring from Mike Spicer So great, great team here Russ Wooten on lettering Has absolutely captured the onomatopoeia Of Mr. Daniel Warren Johnson In his earlier work And just taken it kind of to another level It's beautiful You can hear a lot of these details and uh, and more On the Daniel Warren Johnson interview On the Spotlighting Podcast Our podcast feed, go check it out Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's amazing comic creator Anyway Um also, from reading a lot, almost all of the letter page content at the end of every issue of, of Murder Falcon, it does look like issue number 10 is going to be a hard ending of Murder Falcon. Like, I even asked him in, the, in my interview with him, like, does he think this will be continuing on? And he's kind of not sure. He kind of He's just hinting more at it. This is over. So I like that. I do believe all great stories come to an end but anyway murder falcon has been a multiple number one pick of the week it's been a multiple cover artist winner of the week it's been a multiple artist winner of the week it was uh it's just, i even gave it a lettering nod as the the best letterer of the 2018 sunspots awards on our sunspots comics you know a 2018 award show you got to listen to that but anyway um daniel warren johnson you did it again every month Murder Falcon comes out I am just so happy to read it I'm so glad it's on my pull list It's like I just get giddy And I don't do that for a lot of comics on my pull list So when I see it coming out I'm like super excited I will be sad when the 10th and final issue is over But it's been such a phenomenal ride And I, I read it I always read Murder Falcon While I'm listening to Daniel Warren Johnson's metal band Called Bruticus And they've absolutely He's absolutely just harnessed The essence of metal that is the very heart of murder falcon and one of my favorite parts of this particular issue is this is the new bandmate reinforcements that arrive from japan to help the team to help bruticus and it's the tokyo philharmonic orchestra which they call and also call themselves the the tmdf the tokyo musical defense force i just love that i love all the setup of that and what a perfect army to help fight magnum chaos so uh, anyway to give you kind of a Quick update as to what's happening here with Bruticus and Jake and the crew and the family. Uh, Jake is badly hurt from issue number six, but luckily saved by his wife, Anne, thanks to her blood-curdling scream that was paired with a giant kaiju wolf. Yes. Let that sink in for a sec. Okay. And, <laughs> and now Magnum Chaos is trying another tactic of war. He's going deep into Jake's mind to convince him to just give up, to just, you know... F- lay down his his guitar and call it a day and surrender by just kind of making him see these visions of some of his, of Jake's darkest hours, mainly dealing with the sickness that he's battling. But maybe my favorite sequence is when the orchestra unveils their, their spirit kaiju. I mean, it just, it's gorgeous. It looks like a mix of Iron Man, a samurai, and just a large red crab. It's, it's the stuff of dreams, folks. You got to look at it. And the lettering—that's that's just large lettering that's surrounded behind the um, the crab kaiju. It just says "done, done, done," and it's so perfect. It's just so Godzilla, <laughs> so kaiju. And once again, it's not his band. It's not the orchestra. It's not Bruticus. That it's not Murder Falcon that ultimately saves the day. It's this wonderful, loving bond that Jake has with his wife Anne. It's just another touching moment where her love. Helps bring Jake back from the brink. Yes, we continue, can continue to fight Magnum Chaos that's trying to destroy the world. But um Jake also reveals something pretty big here uh, towards the end and leaves us with this amazing cliffhanger for the final three issues of Murder Falcon. I love where it's going. I love the kind of revitalized energy that that's kind of kicked up here at the end of issue number seven of Murder Falcon. Um, this is the gold standard, folks. Murder Falcon is excellent. It gets five out of five sunspots, which is very rare. Trust me on this. Give it a try. Even if you're not a metal fan, it has so much heart that if you're not getting a little misty-eyed from reading this, then, uh, you gotta get your heart checked. You know, get it looked at. But anyway. (laughs) There you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations for a new comic book day, April 10th. Those are the best of the best right there, folks. Let me lock the vault door. There you go. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these three comic books immediately. If you have any questions, or you have a comment, or maybe you want your own personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or if you want to see the entire Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated into one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go check out sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list and you'll see that I just updated my list. I've got about 90 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. I got it Add a few more, actually, that I just added today. Um, also, click on Top Comic Books of the Week to see all of my past top comic book picks. It's all there, so you can see where all that great stuff is and maybe pick one or two. It's a fun thing to do. I update my website every single week. I'm very proud of it. Please go check out sunspotscomics.com. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their huge selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popupte.com. They seriously have a nerdy shirt for everything you could possibly think of. For every nerdy thing rolling around in your brain, <laughs> Pop-Up Tee has it. It's crazy. Use a promotional code, SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance shirts. So go check them out. And thank you to PopUpTee.com. And please tune in next week for issue number 204 of the Sunspots Comics podcast, where I will have 19 new comic books on my pull list to read for new comic book day, April 17th. And three of those 19 are actually brand new number ones that I'm definitely going to be checking out next week. I hope they are excellent so I can tell you all about them on next week's podcast. And some new comic books that I am really excited about to read next week for new comic book day, April 17th. Just three out of the 19th I'll randomly pick that I'm super excited about. Amazing Spider-Man number 19.hu. Yes, for the hunted summer event series of Amazing Spider-Man starring Kraven the Hunter. Can't wait to see that. Little Bird issue number two. That is weird and, and just crazy and so uniquely drawn. It's beautiful. Little Bird issue number two comes out next week. I can't wait. And uh, my third pick of that I'm super excited about is Spider-Man Life Story issue number two. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story issue number one was a top pick of the week I do believe it was last week or the week before But uh, I can't wait to read more of Spider-Man Life Story It was great, it was done with art uh, From just uh, one of my favorites of all time Who, in my opinion, when I look at Spider-Man art I see um, his art in my mind It's just uh, the way it is But uh, check out Spider-Man Life story it's it's wonderful. but don't forget our sunspots comics pledges we will read a whole bunch of new comics but only recommend to you the greatest of them so you can save some time and save some money. So if you like the sound of that, help us out tell someone tell a nerdy loved one about the sunspots comics podcast and please give us a five star review with a few positive words on iTunes. It means a lot to us. and if you do so, I'll actually give you a shout out in a future podcast and I'll even mail you. A comic book prize package from me as a token of my appreciation all you gotta do is just give us an itunes review and by the way every link every site every person pretty much everything i discuss on this podcast there will be links to all those things on the podcast notes so check out our sunspots comics podcast notes you'll see all the links there so thank you so much for listening i hope you had a good time I hope you grabbed some of the positive juju that i'm throwing out there and i hope you uh, will get these comic books they're fantastic those top three are really super good And sincerely, I appreciate you finding and listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And hey, like our good friend Stan used to say, hang loose, heroes. Until next week, to be continued...